You're listening to Season 2, Episode 9 of How She Creates. Today I have Joanna Gresick on talking about urban cityscapes. And if you think that nature is the only place you can be inspired, you just wait because a burst of creativity and inspiration is coming at you from the city nearest you today. Welcome to How She Creates. I'm your creative fairy godmother, Lauren. I'm here to take you behind the scenes with all your favorite makers to learn how they create. We'll discuss what it means to live a creative lifestyle, the best resources and tools for making, where to find inspiration, and so much more. I hope these conversations encourage you to make more stuff and share it with the world so we can all see how you create. How She Creates is sponsored by Get Messy Art Journal. Get Messy is an art journal membership community that shares tutorials, inspirations, prompts, challenges, and more each week. Get Messy's goal is to help you nurture your creativity, become the artist you desire to be, and find your creative community. When you sign up for Get Messy's mailing list, you get access to three free classes. One on how to find your creative style, introduction to Art Journal 101, and Art Journal 102, Elevate Your Art Journaling. Get Messy has an amazing community of artists who are waiting to welcome and support you in your art journey. Learn more and sign up for Get Messy in their awesome newsletter at getmessyartjournal.com. Welcome to another episode of How She Creates. I am so glad that you're here today. This conversation really got me excited and fired up. Um, and just made me re-fall in love with living in the city. And I hope that it will do the same for you and maybe open up your eyes if you're not a fan of the city and help you see some of the beauty and the inspiration that can come from some city streets. But first, let's go over a few announcements before we dive into our interview with Joanna. There's only a few things today. If you are listening on the day that this podcast comes out, so it's Monday, November 27th, it is Cyber Monday, and we have got some awesome deals and sales for you to take advantage of. So you can take um, any of the Get Messy e-courses. You can get those at a really great discounted rate. And you can also buy my new class, Stories From Here, that's coming out on December 17th. You can buy that on pre-sale, and you can get that at a huge discount and it includes a bundle of my previous class, Travel Like an Artist, and a Get Messy Seasons Pass. And that's the only way that you can ever get a discount on a Get Messy membership. So if that's something you're interested in, I would love for you to shop those deals. And you can find all of that at lauren-likes.com. And all the information you'll need will be there. Um, but I am also really, really grateful for everyone who has left reviews and comments and shared the podcast with their friends. But if you didn't know, every time Apple does an update, it will erase all of the um, past reviews and comments and things. So if you would take a few minutes and go back and leave a new review and rating of the podcast, that would be really awesome because it helps other people find out about us and helps spread the word and helps other people learn more and grow in their creativity. So I would really appreciate that. Um, and so now I am really excited to introduce you to our guest. I met Joanna when we were both taking 
Crystal Moody's City, I mean, um, Year of Creative Habits class. And I was just so amazed because Joanna was just creating these beautiful, beautiful works of art. And she was definitely never missing a day. And her style was so, so um, solidified. I could recognize her work from anywhere. And so I'm really excited to get to talk to her today and interview her and learn more about her process. And so she is based in Toronto and she is an interior designer and a painter. Um, and she has just, she's just doing a lot of really, really cool stuff. And so she's going to tell you all about those things today. Um, but if you want to follow her on Instagram, she is just at Joanna, J-O-A-N-N-A, Gresick, G-R-E-S-I-K, at Joanna Gresick on Instagram. Um, and her website is also joannagresick.com and she does, um, commissions and she's got paintings and all kinds of things that you can grab from her that are really beautiful and really incredible. So I would love for you to go check out her site and meet her and see more of her beautiful work. Um, and as always, the show notes are at lauren-likes.com slash podcast, where you can listen to all the episodes and meet everyone that we have talked to um, over the past two years and get more information there. And so we are ready to dive in. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you so much for being here, Joanna. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So, Joanna, I found your work through the Year of Creative Habits with um, Crystal Moody a few years ago. Um, And I have been completely obsessed and enamored with it. And so I'm really excited for you to talk about urban sketching. Is that what, what would you define your artwork as? I guess I would call them abstract cityscapes. Um, Yeah, they're sort of a hybrid between um, landscapes and abstraction. So, um, yeah. (laughs) That, yes, that is the perfect description. Much much better than mine. Um, But, yeah, I'm so excited to talk about finding creativity in urban areas because everyone – you know, says that they get refreshed and inspired when they're in nature, but your artwork is all bound by the city. And I love the city so, so much. And so I'm really excited to talk to you about that today. I'm excited to talk about it as well. Awesome. Well, will you give us a quick bio of who you are? Yeah. Um, I, my name is Joanna Gresick and I'm from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, I, uh, graduated from interior design school in 2009, and then I recently took my um, Bachelor of Fine Arts in Drawing and Painting in 2015, um, and I currently work, uh, in Toronto as an interior designer for my day job, and then I do, uh, my artwork on the side. Um, yeah. Awesome. I didn't know that. That's so interesting. <laughs> you have such a, like, a full, well-rounded creative life. <laughs> it's very busy, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, so, okay, so you have two degrees in art. Can you back up a little bit and tell us your creative story and kind of how you fell in love with creativity and then how you decided to do interior design and uh, your landscapes? Yeah, yeah. So um, in high school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, um, as most young folks are at that age. Um, So I took a fifth year, and I took all art courses for that whole year. So I was able to do um, like three semesters, three periods a day of art, which was 
um, really inspiring for me. And I was with a group of people who um, we were all trying to get our portfolios together for art school or design school or whatever, um, wherever we were trying to go. So I was just surrounded by this group of people that were all really focused on um, art. And it was just a really formative year in my life. Um, so then when I finally decided to go to school, I decided on interior design because I thought it would be more practical, but I could still be creative with it. Um, so then while, while I was in design school, my favorite part of the program was learning like perspective rendering by hand. Um, when I was in school, they still taught that. I'm not sure if they do now, but um, so we learned how to draw, you know, scenes of rooms and um, how to draw all the furniture and render it so that it would look like the materials and finishes that we chose. Um, and I just was totally enamored by that. Um, and so, uh, it, like, the program was really difficult. Um, so my own art, aside from, you know, what I was making in school, kind of fell, fell by the wayside. Um, so that was kind of a hard time for my artwork, but I was lucky enough to find a job right out of school in 2009 at a time when design jobs were somewhat scarce. Um, so I was doing corporate design for a large financial client and there wasn't a lot of creativity involved in that. So I really found myself longing to get back to painting and um, that sort of like making things with my hands as opposed to, you know, just working on CAD all day. Um, so I took a landscape painting class and I just like totally fell in love with it again. Um, even though I had done a lot of painting before, it was like there was so much time in between that I just totally re-fell in love with it. And um, within a couple of years, I decided to go back to school to get a second degree in drawing and painting. Um, and so because of my background in interior design, I was really fascinated by buildings and the juxtaposition between cities and nature. Um, and during my third year, I actually did an exchange program at the College of Creative Studies in Detroit, uh, which really solidified that love of architecture that I had. I was so inspired by the rich history of the buildings that were preserved along with the neighborhoods of the abandoned houses that were being taken back by nature. Um, there's sort of like two sides to Detroit, like the downtown has been really well preserved. Um, and there are a lot of like architectural tours that you can take of the art deco buildings that were like in their heyday in the twenties. And, um, but then there's this stark contrast with, you know, like the poverty and the deterioration of the neighborhoods surrounding it. Um, so I was just really inspired by um, everything during my time there. And so then when I got back to Toronto, I experimented with some different ways of rendering buildings. Um, but at that point, I was also just as interested in abstraction. And so I really focused when I got back on making work that combined uh, both landscape and abstraction together. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of how I got where I am now. Oh, very, very cool. Um, I love that you, you were inspired 
by those places that I feel like very few people think are beautiful. You know, I always come back with a ton of pictures of, you know, rundown buildings and things whenever I travel. Um, but not a lot of people will stop and look at those. And it, it does. It takes that artist eye to see that beauty in, in places like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just the way like the the plants and the kind of vegetation would like take over the the houses it was just it's almost haunting in a way like um you know there's just this real beauty in it that is kind of hard to describe (laughs) yeah so so where else do you find inspiration for your paintings um well I I mean just walking down the street (laughs) really is um where I take most of my photos, you know, as I'm on my way to work or out and about with friends or, um, you know, just, just anywhere really, I try to, um, stop and notice things like, you know, the way the light is in the sky or like a certain color combination or, um, you know, things that, uh, that you don't always notice when you're just on your way from A to B. (laughs) Yeah. So can you walk us through what your creative process is like from when you see that interesting street to your finished piece? Okay. So I, I used to work a lot from photographs and I found that it really limited my, um, my enjoyment of making the pieces. So I would get so caught up in like looking at the photo and trying to make it look somewhat like it that I would always sort of end up disappointed with the end result and um because I wasn't my aim wasn't to try to make it look like the photo I was trying to communicate the feeling and the impression of the space so now I work much more loosely and I just mostly work from memory I have like a few like key views that I work from like um if you're standing in the middle of the street, if you're standing on one side, the other side, if you're looking directly at the building, um, but they're all sort of uh, rooted in like a human perspective, I guess I would say. So like you could see yourself in that space. Um, so like process wise, I um, it's really about enjoying whole process of painting so I put on some music and then I mix up some colors that make me excited because that's really what gets me like jazz to paint (laughs) is um (laughs) like different color combinations so um you know not just bright colors either but like muted colors subtle differences in tints and shades and the way that colors act when you put them together Um, so yeah, my focus is just really on enjoying the process of painting. And then if I end up being unhappy with the painting in the end, at least I had a good time. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Um, yeah. Well, in talking about process, you have a very large body of work. And like I said, we were in that year of creative habits class together and I saw you turn out more work than I think anybody else. Um, so do you, first, are you still doing that? And do you have like a ritual? Like, can you tell us a little bit about what that year was like for you? And, and if it's, that's still going on? Yeah, um, that was a really great year. I mean, it was really hard. <laughs> 
but um, because I had this sort of routine where I would wake up at five and I would shower and get ready and then I would paint for like half an hour, 45 minutes and do my painting of the day and then I would uh, Instagram it, like I'd photograph it and post it to Instagram and then I'd have breakfast, grab my lunch and then go to work. And then, um, so it was like, I had this really great routine going and it was really helpful for me because it was like, I didn't have to think about it a whole lot. It was like, okay, this is just what I have to do every day. And I didn't, I didn't manage to do every one every day, but I still, um, I did manage to make quite a bit and, um, I like the progression from the, from January to December was like, I didn't think that I would, that my style would change that much, but it really did. And it's even changed, um, from then till now. Um, and it's only with that daily practice of doing something every day. And I felt like I was making the same thing every day but (laughs) it like just slowly kind of evolved so um yeah now I'm not really as disciplined and I'd like to I start a new job on Monday so um I really want to get back into that that routine and that sort of um structure because that's what really helps me to progress and um get better as an artist and having a full-time job really (laughs) kind of like puts an extra layer of difficulty to that. So, um, so yeah, just making sure it's, it's the first thing that I think about when I wake up and the first thing that I do, then I, I feel good for the rest of the day. Cause I know that I've like done my one thing. So that is so awesome. And so inspiring, inspiring and so convicting, <laughs> um, but I think it's so true. Like your work is such an example of, of that, you know, practice makes perfect kind of, um, mentality in defining your style and your your style is so clear and I was thinking as you were talking about your color palette I I do notice you have a very wide color palette but I could spot your work anywhere because it is so clearly yours and so no matter what colors you're using in it I could always know that it was yours um so can you share how you got to this point and and I mean and maybe even how you like loved this abstract landscape landscape painting so much that you decided to do it every day for a year and for (laughs) you know for years now um well I mean a lot of it is just that I really love the act of like pushing paint around (laughs) So I, um, I mean, like definitely doing one thing every day helped me get to where I am now. And I don't think that I would, um, that I would have developed such a distinct style unless I did that year of like focused, concentrated, um, making. And I I think that, um, I don't know, like I, I, it's just trying different trying different things, trying different compositions, different ways of making marks, you know, looking at other artists and seeing what they're doing and seeing how they can, um, you know. um, And make it yours. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, I mean, I'm still evolving so much as an artist. Like, 
I don't think that my work will look the same in a year from now <laughs> either. So, um, I mean, it's hard to say, uh, like how I got here exactly, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Does that answer your question? <laughs> Yes, it does. It absolutely just reinforces that point of just practicing every day and kind of picking something and sticking with it. You know, we talk about finding your style a lot here and, um, you know, you can try something new every day and that's great, but you're never going to get better at anything if you never do it more than one time. Mm-hmm. Um and so this is just a really perfect, clear example of, of, you know, when you pick something and you follow through on it every day, you can see the big difference that it makes. A lot of people are really inspired when they go outside into the countryside and not in the city. People want to leave the city to go find inspiration outside. So where do you find inspiration in the city versus the countryside or, you know, outside in nature. Um, can you explain what's inspiring to you about the city? Yeah. So it, it's funny because I am also very inspired by nature and by being in the country and yes, we're not knocking the outside. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I, it's actually where I really long to end up one day. Um, and I, I do find the juxtaposition between architecture and nature very interesting. And I try to incorporate that into my work, but Um, I think there is something about having so many people packed into such a small area that is just so energizing. Um, Like when you walk down the street, there are so many conversations happening, some in different languages, so many different styles of the way people dress, the way they do their hair. It's amazing like how people pour their personalities into their appearances. Um, And there are so many different types of buildings like um, and interiors and green space and, um, you know, just different, just different ways of, um, of being in your environment. So I, I love just like wandering downtown to see, you know, how people have landscaped their tiny yards of their townhouses or, you know, peeking in to see the, um, the huge sleek lobbies of the condo buildings or, um, you know, just these little pockets of beauty throughout the city. So there's just, you know, so much diversity and so many different ideas packed into this small area. It's just, you know, how can you not be inspired? (laughs) Yes. And I think it takes, it takes a keen eye and we'll talk about that in a second, but I think that the difference in the city and people maybe who live like very remotely in the countryside is, you know, there are kind of four seasons obviously of the world of, you know, nature, um, where things change. And, you know, people always say like, oh, it's fall. I'm so inspired by the leaves changing and, oh, you know, now winter and now spring is coming. And, and so they go through these natural, um, bursts of inspiration. But I think in the city, every five minutes, you can find a new burst of inspiration. Because like you said, you go to a different neighborhood, you go um, to just a different part of the city, you know, like the industrial part or the, um, you know, more residential. And you can then, you know, if you're in a more diverse area, you're seeing all the different people. And so, you know, if you're looking for it, you can find constant changing sources of inspiration in the city and you know people who live in the countryside you can't find that as easily and I think that's one thing that I love a lot about the city 
Yeah, I totally agree. And uh, yeah, and it, I mean, going on that season's point, it is really like the seasons in the city are maybe not as pronounced um, like landscape wise, but like just um, like the feeling that people have and sort of the attitude that they have about the changing seasons in the city, like, you know, summer is patio season and then, you know, everybody's wanting to be outside or go to the beach or, you know, like things like that. And then, you know, falls more like people do more trips outside of the city, maybe, you know, apple picking and like, you know, um, like corn mazes and stuff like that. And then, and then winter, it's like everybody stays inside. So it's like, it's very quiet and muted and, um, you know, a little less, uh, hustle and bustle. So it's like, yeah, it's just a different way of experiencing the seasons I find and different ways of being inspired by that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And you get that great juxtaposition of like, man, the city is so dead, you yeah. know, and so it's like you get to see the same place, but two, two totally different ways. It's so true. Um, wow. Um, so what are your best tips for us for when we're in the cities to soak up inspiration from our surroundings? Oh, um, I mean, I think like for me, just trying to see the beauty and the everyday moments all around you, you know, like, and not just like the visual, but you know, sometimes I'm most inspired after like a random conversation with a stranger on the subway, <laughs> you know, because it's in those moments when, you know, I realize how living so close together can create this kind of social beauty. Um, mm-hmm. It's, you know, like most of the time people have their headphones on and they're trying to avoid looking at each other and, you know, like they don't want any homeless people to talk to them or whatever. So, you know, like these accidental meetings and social interactions are like this little kind of gift in that, um, you know, like sometimes, uh, unfriendly (laughs) sort of, uh, environment. So, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not just what you're seeing. It's also what you're experiencing and how you're interacting with other people. So. Absolutely. Um, and now if someone wanted to go out and do kind of some urban sketching, some, some painting kind of like you did, what, were your, what would your tips be for them? How could they get started? What could they be looking for um, in places to sketch? Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't sketch outside too much only because I found that people are really like curious. <laughs> so they like they want to look at what you're doing and um and I just found that really distracting like way too distracting for me to be able to work outside so I would just go around and take photos of you know certain intersections or um you know like street scenes that I felt particularly you know drawn to um and then I would go back and I would sort of like sketch a rough idea of that place or um I would just work from memory or you know that sort of thing so I don't I guess I'm not really the best person to talk to for like um on scene advice (laughs) but um I mean if you are the type of person that can work in front of other people then you know totally go for that but yeah for me that just did not work Um, I understand (laughs) but like it could be I mean maybe I should work on that a little bit because it could be a really cool way to like meet people and you know get feedback or you know like see 
what they think of what you're doing or, you know, whatever, instead of just being alone in your studio all the time. So maybe I'll give that another try. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that'll be this week's challenge is for everyone to go outside and um, sketch a city scene and use the how she creates hashtag so that we can see. And you definitely have to share stories if anybody talks to you or if really un- uncomfortable things happen. <laughs> yeah, for uh- <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll definitely try that out too. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, so what does living a creative lifestyle look like for you? Well, for me right now, because I work a full-time interior design job, um, so I have to sort of fit making art into whatever time I can scrape out. So, you know, that early morning painting session is really ideal for me, even though I, you know, I haven't been very good about it lady lately <laughs> but um I'm really gonna try to um stick to that again um for this next little season but um you know like if I if I don't end up waking up early then just making some time on the weekends or in the evenings if possible um and then you know just like guarding that time that I have set aside. So, you know, not feel feeling guilty about whatever else doesn't get done. Cause you know, there's so many, so many things to do and so many people to see. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard to, to make the time for, for that. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, just, just making time wherever I can and not feeling guilty about it. <laughs> Yes. Oh, that, that is perfect. I love that. And, you know, and, and I will also add that living in the city, I've noticed, um, I was tired all the time because I was like walking everywhere and my commute was like, you know, such a hassle to like switch trains and go through all of this stuff. And if you want to go do anything, it's like, oh, but then I have to ride like the train an hour away and walk and, you know, and so it's like always this huge event. So I definitely am am very impressed that you're getting up at five to prioritize that time. Yeah, it's just, or you are, (laughs) it's just the only time that I feel like, you know, nobody else is trying to get me to do stuff or, you know, I don't feel guilty about not doing anything else at that ungodly hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's so important that like, if you're really committed to this and you want to live that creative lifestyle, like you have to prioritize that. And that's the, so we always do these, um, surveys for get messy and we're like, why aren't you making what's like your heart, your biggest challenge. And everyone says, I don't have enough time. And it's kind of like one of those things where I'm like, well, first of all, I can't give you more time. So that's like not super helpful feedback, but it is in the sense that, you know, my biggest tip is always like write it in your calendar, like on Tuesday at seven o'clock, like I'm going to paint for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and like set a reminder in your phone. And like, just like if you had a doctor's appointment, you would prepare, you would get in your car and go home, you know, drive to the doctor's office on time. You would, you know, be on time. You would not skip that. If you did have to skip it, you would reschedule it. Um, You know, if you prioritize it like that, then you do all of a sudden have time to, to make things. And so I think that's a really great point that that we all have to keep reminding ourselves to do that. Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. And I love the appointment. (laughs) the appointment, uh, idea. Cause it's just, you know, like you have to, you have to treat it like, 
like it's somebody else's time, not your own, right? Because we're so careless. Well, not careless, but we're just like, oh, well, you know, this could wait because I have a sink full of dishes or like a basket full of laundry that still needs to get done. Or, you know, I don't have like a whole hour to paint. So there's no point in getting started or, you know, whatever. So it's like, no, just whip out the watercolor paper and the watercolors and do something for, you know, 15 minutes and then you'll feel like you've accomplished something. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, that is that is perfect. Um, so what is your favorite creative resource recently? It could be a book, a person, a podcast, somewhere you can go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I here in Toronto, we have the Art Gallery of Ontario, which is like a huge and beautiful resource it's got you know they've got such an amazing and diverse collection um and so I just love going there and like wandering around and even like just the architecture um they had an expansion that was designed by Frank Gehry um he's a really uh, amazingly talented architect architect and he designs these really um kind of curvilinear um really dynamic spaces and so um just being inside the gallery is really inspiring um and then you know just seeing all the different styles and different techniques that artists use it's always you know a way to sort of think outside the box from what you're doing and um you know maybe incorporate something a little different into into what you're doing so yeah and just you know then visiting all the the rest of the amazing galleries in Toronto there's so much talent here and um I always feel like I never go to enough shows <laughs> so it's like um yeah I really trying to make that a priority but and then I'm also super inspired by um the uh the podcast by <laughs> Andy J Pizza <laughs> the yes yes <laughs> the um uh, oh, and of, of course, I'm totally blanking on the name of it right now. Creative Pep Talks, That's it. right? That's the one. Um, yeah, I, I'm just super inspired by him. And he's uh, um, he's got a lot of great, um, you know, like kick you in the butt kind of things, but then also mm-hmm. some really um, more like nurturing and, you know, like nourishing ideas does that make sense because yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I feel like you need a combination of both like yeah get going and like stop complaining but then also you know like some like encouraging you know like <laughs> more yeah. um yes yeah so very I, tangible things you can do yeah so um I, I'm just really enjoying his podcast right now so yeah those are kind of the two things I've got going on at the moment. Yeah, those are those are great. I'll definitely have links to both of those. And I think just in general, the idea of visiting galleries and, you know, going out and taking advantage of your city's resources in that way, wh- wherever it is that you live mm-hmm. is is really important. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and when we travel, we always go to art galleries and it's it always blows my mind. Yeah, because, you know, even people – in different areas like they just see things so differently from their environment and you know what's maybe going on socially where they are um so yeah it's yeah it's a good uh good thing to have for sure absolutely i hope that people are inspired to like go to the city because i know people 
I don't know, some some people definitely go to the city for vacation, but I hope that some people are really inspired to go to a big city for um, a vacation, for a creative, inspiring vacation. Maybe I'll do a, like a whole podcast on how to get inspired in the city because it's my favorite yeah for sure and like some some ones that you should visit visit besides new york obviously because that's you know the typical (laughs) but there's so many other wonderful places and you know amazing art happening across the across the u.s and canada so well while we're talking about it i'll go ahead and tell you we went to canada this summer and we went to a bunch of places, but we went to Victoria. Um, I don't think I've ever fallen in, fallen in love with a place so quickly and so intensely in my whole life. <laughs> I swear, if Canada was not cold, I would move there right away. <laughs> uh, well, it's not cold in Victoria, so <laughs> I mean, well, not I also that cold. choose to live in the desert, so uh, yeah, Canada's cold. I guess that yeah, that's pretty different. But yeah, no, I I haven't had the chance to visit Victoria. Um, I know I really need to. I've never been to the West Coast, which is really sad. But um, yeah, one day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was. It was it was it was that perfect like juxtaposition of you ride the ferry for hours through like the most beautiful sea and islands and I don't know what you would call it. And then you get there and, you know, and it's an island. So it's also beautiful and surrounded by the water, but the city is just incredible. The architecture, just all the vibrancy and the color and the like sailboats. And yeah, there's just, it was just a magical place. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, if anyone needs somewhere to go, I would recommend Victoria. That's awesome. I got to get there. Yes. Um, all right. And so what is new with you? So we're recording this at the end of September, but it's coming out the end of November. So what is new with you now and what will be new with you in November? <laughs> um, so right now I am just focused on writing my interior design licensing exam, which I am doing over the course of three weekends in October. Um, so I don't really have any shows or launches or anything coming up right now. Um, I am planning to release a really small new collection of watercolors on Friday, September 29th. Um, but it's just sort of like a goal that I have for myself to try to like push myself to keep creating while I'm studying for this exam. So, um, yeah, it's been a, really busy year for me. So I got married and I moved and I'm in the midst of changing jobs at the moment. And I'm also writing this huge, huge exam next month. So (laughs) my artwork has been a little slow this year, but, um, I'm making what I can. And then, so in November, when this is coming out, I'm hoping to have a lot more new work and um, we'll hopefully have some shows scheduled and a new collection coming out. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, where can everyone find you to find those pieces? Um, so the best and most up-to-date place to find what I'm currently working on is on Instagram. Um, and my handle is just my full name at Joanna Gressick. And I'm just in the process right now of updating my website with all my current 2017 work. So, um, by the time this comes out, that will be all ready in there. Um, 
And so, yeah, so those are the two places that you can find me. Perfect. Perfect. Well, congratulations. This is a really exciting year for you. Um, <laughs> so that's okay that you, you don't have a ton of artwork coming out. Um, but we'll definitely link to everything in the show notes so that people can find you and follow along with you um, and see your artwork and hopefully grab some for themselves. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren. All right. Thank you so much, Joanna. It was really great talking All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's interview and that you are really excited about the How She Creates Challenge this week. Um, So I hope that you're going to go out and you're going to try your hand at city sketching because it is really, really fun. And it's such a rush to sketch on scene and to be out in the world doing your, your thing, whatever it is, whether it's painting or drawing or writing. And so I hope that you will take some time and be brave and jump into the challenge and share what you're making with us on the how she creates hashtag. And you can share anything that you are creating on that hashtag. Um, And I hope that you will take some time and scroll through it and see some of the beautiful artwork that's on there and that you can make some new friends and meet some new artists through the how she creates hashtag. Like I said before, if you have any questions or you want to see or read anything that we talked about today, it is on the lauren-likes.com slash podcast. All the show notes are going to be there. And I will see you next week for another exciting episode of How She Creates. Thank you so much for listening to How She Creates. I would love to see how you create. Share what you're making on Instagram using the hashtag HowSheCreates. If you love learning about creativity with me, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe. Grab your art supplies and I'll meet you back here next week for another episode of How She Creates.